Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There we go. This call is being recorded. This call is your SteelerFury.com podcast or SteelerFuryPodcast.com podcast. I'm your host, Brad Shutterben. We are recapping day two of an eventful NFL draft. Nothing ever happens in the Steelers draft world uh, or the NFL draft world in rounds two and three, right? Um, in this case, uh, some would say drafts are, are, you know, you get to see the direction of the draft. They're made or broken in rounds two and three. Steelers this year had three picks. We're going to talk about them um, with the usual suspects. But in the meantime, we're getting started by talking with a, a guest that we, we don't always have. Uh, and that is... Steal your face from uh, calling from somewhere in Alabama in the great outdoors of Alabama. Great state of Alabama represents. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good, guys. How are you? Uh, uh, trying to survive. Yeah, <laughs> Hanging yeah, in yeah. there. I'm in sunny California, man. I can't complain. Um, what, did, what did you make of uh, yesterday in particular and uh, these first four picks? Are you, you're, are you thumbs up, thumbs down? How's it trending for you? Well, I guess the the I'm I'm thumbs up, I'm thumbs up. I think they drafted players first and foremost, not not uh, not necessarily positions. Uh, I think they got guys with upside. I'm a little puzzled uh, by the Connor. I think it was maybe a little early, but um, they know the kid. I mean, they know him, so I can't I can't. Uh, if they're wrong, they're just they're just they're just wrong. But I mean, they know know the guy better than anybody, so I can't really say much. Oh, and I think that Cam Sutton may have been the guy they kind of wanted anyway. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, exp- I don't know. Maybe you can help explain to me. You know, you see more SEC football than I do, but I I just felt like he's a guy that I, I don't really. He's projection to play the slot. His his arm length really is an issue no matter where he plays as far as playing press. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if you think uh, – he, oh, oh, and we're going to get to you in just a second, sir. Just ask uh, – steal your face a question. Um, but, uh, I mean, you guys could both have at it. FC, uh, well, with us also, as always, uh, from the great state of South Carolina is FC. How are you, sir? That was for you, FC. <laughs> Uh oh! Now everybody lost everybody. I'm here. Uh, oh, you are okay. I was just saying, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Okay. So, so face just quickly. Uh, you saw some SEC football. You do you see Sutton being able to make that transition to play slot, or is he brought in to to play the number two? Do you think? Uh, I think he's probably um, better in zone. Uh, yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure exactly what their plan is for him. I think he's probably a guy that's pretty solid at everything and not great at anything, in particular. Um, but he you know he battled um, in the SEC and I think he held his own. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, um, the the star of the show is here now. So FC, ah, you, you didn't get your you didn't get you. your moment in the sun yesterday to vent or praise 
So, so now you get to have the benefit of two days. Uh, what did you make of uh, yesterday in particular and these four picks in general? Um, I like T.J. Watt. I don't love him, but, I mean, there's a lot to like. Um, there's a lot of meat left on the bone, um, and it's a prime cut of meat to start with. Um, and it goes – I don't care what his brother's name was. I don't care the background. Um, they drafted a six-foot, almost five, 252-pound linebacker that looks like he's probably 221 pounds because he's so long. He's so lanky, um, very athletic, doesn't test as athletic as he seems to play. Um, the ability to make plays on the ball, he can tell he's a former tight end. He has decent ball skills, surprisingly good versus the run. He's raw. You know, he's only played outside linebacker for about a year. But uh, you could tell that he worked to become an outside linebacker just from a technique standpoint. He does uh, a far better job against the run than people would think. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to be the classic Kevin Green, Joey Porter, just come off the edge. You know, uh, you bring him, tack a, a left tackle with him and just bring him all day long. I don't necessarily believe that is going to be the role that he fits into right away with the Steelers. He may grow into that role. I wouldn't be surprised if he's more of like of a hybrid type player where they bring them from everywhere. Um, if I had to use a player comparison for his pass rush game, I went back and I looked at some video, and I'm very, very secure in saying it reminds me of Chad Brown. Chad Brown wasn't the biggest. Chad Brown wasn't the fastest. But he had a slippery, smooth element to his rush game. Um, he was advanced with his techniques where he could attack the inside or outside shoulder of an offensive tackle or guard. Um and fundamentally sound. I, considering what was left on the board for the Steelers, I'd have preferred them to maybe try to draft and trade down, you know, three or four picks and still get them. I don't know if they could. I give, you know, T.J. Watt. If for everybody likes to grade, I'll give it a B plus. I'm a fan of the player. I mean, to get an A for me, it's going to have to be a player I absolutely love. Sure. And well, I also say I love but- them. Well, I mean, in the B-plus, is a good grade. He, the thing is, the pick could be great. It's just going to take a little while because he's not nearly finished product. He's, you know, it's right. they're, taking, they're taking a guy on the, up, on the upswing, so you're not really sure what size he's going to be. I, I'm not sure you know exactly what position he's even going to be. I, th- I, Absolutely. Think he, I think he's, you know, fixed here to be an edge, but you never know. Like, a guy like that, if he gets bigger, could go, you know, a couple of different directions, especially if at some point they uh, become more multiple in their fronts and they start giving some four, you know, four, three base looks. He's a, he's a guy that could be big enough to play and long enough to play uh, with his hand in the ground. I mean, I'm, you know, not saying right. that's what I, I want think him can to play be. any, I think he can play any three, four linebacker position. Now, if we got forced in the service, I believe he could slide inside to the buck and be perfectly fine. He has great football instincts, amazingly good football instincts for somebody who has played as little outside linebacker as he has. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's – I have more optimism about this first-round pick than I have in a long time. I have more optimism about this pick than David DeCastro, Marquise Pouncey, Bud Dupree, Ziggy Hood. Hell, I don't want to, like, throw <laughs> our man under the bus because, I mean, I was a fan of Burns, but I'm, I'm more optimistic about Burns. I could see this player – 
maybe being the next great linebacker in line. I never viewed Marquise Pouncey in the same breath as a Mike Webster or Dermonte Dawson. Sure. Um, I always I thought Dermont, I thought David DeCastro was a little bit overrated because I didn't think he was a very good pass blocker. And, you know, the the writing's been on the wall for ten or twelve years that the NFL was going to be switched into a sixty to sixty-two to sixty-five percent passing league. Yeah, but and I'm not those those first round picks have worked out and they've worked out well. Um, I will not be surprised if TJ Watt ends up being a stud. Okay, well let's 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 get on with day two now. <laughs> now that you've said all John, that optimism. Juju Schuster. Um, you love you love the player right now. Right, he's not going to be twenty years old until uh, November. November. Yeah. Nope. November. Um, coming into this year, um, pretty much universally was considered the number one wide receiver. Um, I'm not a humongous fan of Donald, the quarterback from USC that everyone loves that came in and took it over. I mean, and I, I, I can't think of a negative thing to say about Juju Schuster. He would also be another, he would be on the verge of an E minus for where they took him. Um, on my board, for Steelers' needs and desire picks, he was 1A. 1B would be Chris Goodwin. I'm in love with Chris Goodwin's ball skills and his ability to fight for the ball. But Juju Schuster shows you the same thing. I think he's more refined than any wide receiver in this draft, and he's 19 years old. Yeah, that's well, he's he's 20. He'll, he'll be I'm 20. Sure he's 20. Yeah. yeah, but but still, yeah, mm-hmm. still that's a it's great to have a you know because you you look at his you look at Juju Smith Schuster's measurables and their you know the height weight speed you know the strength stuff is is pretty good but he hasn't quite reached his explosion or speed peak I'm guessing at that age right so you and get then, somebody who already looks pretty good and then imagine that he's going to be better than that right and yeah. if you look what he did against quality corners I mean there's he stacks corners. I mean, he understands. He has things down that it took Larry Fitzgerald and Chris Carter two or three years in the NFL to get down. It's not only running a great route. It's getting the receiver on your inside or, or getting the cornerback or defensive back on your inside-outside hip. You have to know, you know, where the route, you know, where the stem ends so you can get to, you know, where the ball, you know, meet the ball at the highest point, meet the ball at, you know, the the, the best point to get the most yards and he seems to do that i don't know if it's natural or if the kid's been working as a wide receiver for the last 10 or 12 years and he just <laughs> has it down you know well the, the thing is he'd be the guy that when you watch usc football to me he's the guy that stands out he's Play just always says he's the hardest worker he's ever coached in his life and that's coming from a former offense and defensive line coach they coach division three football to coach division two football and work this at usc yeah. And Clay Helton is the type of guy that, no, he's a piece of shit. And he'll tell you that he's a piece of shit. He's not subtle. He is as old school football coach as you'll find. And, uh, I mean, he just raves about He can, outside of haters from UCLA, you can't find a single negative thing that anybody will say about Juju Schuster. Yeah. All right. Well, just in the interest of limited time, um, did, this, did, this, <laughs> what did the what did the Steelers, did the Steelers, uh, Draft uh, brain trust begin drinking heavily and smoking crack before the end of round three, or <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they have a plan with Cameron Sutton. Cameron Sutton is a very, very, very good punt returner. I think he has the ability to be a great kick returner. 
they want to keep Antonio Brown off the field except for offense. And it, it, it's getting to his point in his career where that's for the best. Do I think Cameron Sutton's ever going to be a starting corner for the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. If he is, I think that we may have some issues. Do I think that down the line he can be better than Ross Cockrell? Yes. If I had to talk about his ceiling, he reminds me a lot of Dwayne Washington with more speed. And Dwayne Washington, with his warts, you know, he also had some positive things. I mean, he, so here's what, the thing. Dwayne Washington, I don't, you know, I mean, I understand the comparison. Uh, to me, the, To me, the issue is you said after the season was immediately over, that you were you were unable to play as much you wanted to, you wanted to play more press man, but you didn't have the horses to do it, and therefore we need to rectify that. That that's that's like a direct quote from from the Steelers organization, right? Completely agree. So so then you draft a corner with thirty right. inch arms who pretty much can do a lot of stuff in football, but really his NFL gift is not going to be covering guys in press man. Go ahead. I completely agree with all that, and I think you're right. But what I think a lot of Steeler fans, and I know that people are going to throw up what Kevin Colbert said, what Mike Tomlin have said recently, I have a feeling the Steelers still believe in St. Claude's gold, in Golden. Mm-hmm. I know that's I, – I think that, I mean, and, you know, the shoulder, they kind of knew about the Liz Frank, you know, breaks a little bit freaky. But if somehow, some way, he's right, they have three corners that I think they can run out there and play more man coverage with. Because I think Senquaz Gone was a steal. And if he can still run, even in the same area, if he's a 4-5 or five guy, his ball skills and ball tracking ability are as good as I've ever seen. And that includes Deion Sanders. That includes Rod Woodson. I say it the day we draft him. I yep. said, if the shoulder's right, you are getting an elite, elite ball skills player. He would have been far and away the player with the best ball skills in this draft including uh, the safety from Utah, who I liked, um, Williams, I believe his last name was. Yeah, Marcus Williams. Correct. And it's St. Claude's going, and I'm going to probably get hammered because I know a lot of people love this player. Coming out of Ole Miss remind me a lot of Sidney Jones coming out of Washington. Hmm. And I know you're thinking, ooh, I love Sidney Jones, but – No, no, actually, I I was a huge Golson fan. I actually liked Golson. Actually, you did. But uh, I, you know, so I, I believe this. I just, you know, I just need to see him on the field to be, to sure, really believe. Absolutely. And, and more importantly, more. more importantly, you know, in the Colbert Tombert era, actually the entire Colbert era before Tomlin Evans, um, pretty much every one of these, you know, um, low-profile free agency signings that they've had, the player. Uh, we're talking about veterans. Uh, sure. The player has actually stayed on the team through the whole season, which which means. That Cody Sensabaugh is making this team. So if if Cody Sensabaugh makes this team, right? You know, then I, I, you know, I'm not. Sure, I'm wondering what the corner population is. I guess it's possible that Willie Gay and Golson get cut, but I, I, you know, that to me seems I crazy. think highly unlikely. I think that maybe Sensabaugh. I think that they. I remember he's not a pure corner. He also has some free safety in his background. Mm-hmm. So um. I will be shocked if the only way I don't I'll be shocked if Goldson gets cut. I would actually be kind of shocked if Willie Gay gets cut too. But that's if 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 you told me you know one of our quarters is getting cut, I probably would lean towards Willie Gay. I wouldn't be shocked if it's Cameron Sutton. And before people throw shit at me, let's not forget we cut Richardson in the fourth round from Arizona three years ago. 
Yeah. Doing I'm, low-cut draft picks. I know that sounds horrible, but I mean, I just mean it's like we're yeah. You either either you you're putting that guy in a cornerback population uh, competition where you got a lot of redundancy. You know, basically you have these guys. You have you have a whole handful of guys that you're. I don't. Know, I mean, I guess Golson, you know, could be that number two. Um, Fourth rate, because you know that Ross Cockrell is going to be a, a bitch to get off the field. If we're being yeah, honest, sure. I mean, it's just it's the Steeler way. It, 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 it's just horrible to say it that way. And we might as well get on to the Terminator, Mister Connor. Wow, God, I I have mixed feelings. One side of me says, uh, you, you know, you're just you got a Jerome Bettis clone. But on the other hand, as you look at the film as the year went on, he showed improvement. And if he comes back completely, he is hell on wheels. And I understand that he's going to need a compliment. But I think probably the two things, most underrated things about James Conner, which you can't really coach, is he is beyond ultra-competitive. And the second thing that no one really gets is he has very, very good hands out of the backfield. Because hmm. I like I like Chad Wojtek. You can go back and look the first couple of years. He doesn't have a ton of receptions. And he doesn't run routes like Le'Veon Bell. But he – I will not be shocked if James Conner has a solid NFL career. Now, is there other backs that are more flashy – that we would like to have more? Absolutely. Do I think the Steelers are done at running back? Not necessarily. Um, I think we could find a compliment to go along with Connor where we may, you know, carry three running backs, but people got to remember, we got one running back on the roster. If you count James Connor, we have two. I don't count Tassant as a running back. So if you add in Elijah McGuire later on in this draft, but FC, what about Niall Davis? To me, Niall Davis is, you know, he's the anti-James Conner, you know. In a way, uh, he is. The guy that can fly. I, I just I, feel like I, that's a that's not a, you know, it's not a bad group if, and this is a big if, if Conner was just not right last year because he wasn't fully recovered and that you're right. banking on the fact that he's going to be recovered because, you know, it's not just, it's not just that he, you know, didn't run well. Uh, he just kind of didn't look like the same guy that he was. Now, you know, right. it's it gone through a lot, and not just chemo. Like you know, I mean, the chemo bad. Chemo is the worst part of it, I'm sure. Right. But, but the knee injury as well. It's like I'm I'm interested to know if they. I mean, imagine that they must have had you know some inside medical information. They had a they had sure. the guy that actually worked on him. You know, uh, but uh, if he's you know to me, it's like a there. It's quite a bet you know to take that guy that probably no one was going to take for another round at least and to take them that early because you think you know something maybe that other people don't know I, you know we're always saying Steelers should do that get some insider information get Gary and Conley because you find out that he's innocent and you know all this other stuff um I don't know I mean so you you know it's funny you have a different take than that than Perch Perch is really like you know Connor can't add anything in the past game and I mean I think it's something somewhere it's sort of somewhere in the middle it's it's this thing we always what talk I'm, about. He's not Jerome Bettis been... coming out of the backfield. You remember how bad Jerome Jerome Bettis oh, was? Oh, yeah. Parker was. Oh, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm not trying to throw those guys under the bus, but I mean, James Conner isn't. You're he's not going to ever run a, like a route like Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell. You know, um, any one of these. You know, 
fast type scat backs, but can you leak them out? Can you run an arrow route? Yeah. Um, if you make the mistake of putting a will outside linebacker, at the, how about this? If you make the mistake of putting a player like Ryan Shazier on him in man coverage and you got your two deep safeties, Ryan Shazier is getting put on his ass and James Conner is rumbling for 25 yards. And that free safety is going to come up, or that strong safety is going to come up and make a business decision. Yeah. Hey. I, I admit, I am bigger on James Conner. I, I, I bet you, you, got, you, you probably thought I was going to be coming in hammering on this draft. The, the pick that I probably like the least is Cameron Sutton right now. It's not me, actually me too. I, I feel exactly the same way. Like I, I can believe that there's an upside to Connor that because he's not a hundred percent last year or even right. while he's, you know, training for the combine and all that business that, that means there's a risk there, but I, I, I can see the where they're going with it. At least Sutton to me, I and, don't see a, you made and I don't like feel good stories, but it's a really a good feel good story. Sure. But you, you point out a good thing though, about his return, you know, that they may have drafted him because of his return abilities more than anything. By the way, there's oh, a bit of break. Sutton, I've never seen someone have more balls returning kicks that is more of a selective tackler. If Cameron Sutton <laughs> drilled people and he was a good tackler, I'd be like, fuck it, sold. You know, I could, yeah. I can see. It's just, we're going to see the type of magic Cornell Lake can work because, yeah. and Mike Tomlin, because He's the type of guy, the first time he tanks a tackle in the, in the practice or pregame, you got to get him out of the game. you got to hope the camera's on you, and you got to embarrass him. Because I, I believe Cameron Sutton has the toughness to his game. It's just I don't know if he always displays it. So getting on to the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. Yeah, hey, before, um, you, I, before you go there, just because we do yeah. only have a couple of minutes for that, but um, yeah. uh, breaking news, Keenan Lewis. 31 years old, arriving at the Pittsburgh Steelers facility this morning, meeting with the Steelers. Absolutely love it. So don't, don't, look for, don't look for corner in day, on day three. <laughs> Possibly not, but I would like it. Um, I understand he has bad hips, and I understand he has a bad back. I also understand that if he signs a contract with Pittsburgh, it's going to be for vet minimum. And, and he's staying. Body is right. He, and he left Pittsburgh the right way. You know, he trying to beg to come back, you know, it's just, it came down to money. I mean, yeah. uh, fourth, right, fifth, so sixth, seventh round. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I sending you a PM last night and I said, uh, mark my words, who are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to draft? And I never said it was going to be in the third round, but this will fit both of our needs. There's a certain tight end with a unique nickname <laughs> that played at Virginia tech <laughs> that I believe, um, that you've backed away from, which I'm telling you is one of the biggest mistakes. I think. No, no. Well, I mean, you actually, you actually did some good convincing of me. I just, you know, what happened is that his last season there just soured me because it just, he's just playing out of position and, and wasn't as good on the field as he could be. But you're, you know, you you won me over with that. Their offense doesn't have a tight end in it because that makes total, that makes total sense. Then it's like, Oh, you, well, you're taking this guy who's pretty good at a certain position and you, and you moved him totally out of that into something that anybody that has any doubts about Bucky Hodges, especially in the run blocking, I want you to sit back and I want you to think to yourself, "Mm, I like Barnett from Tennessee. If your answer is yes, go put on this year's film from that game. And you'll understand why I'm saying it. You'll understand why I'm saying it. And it's just, that was a game where I think, that Fuentes, who's the new coach at Virginia Tech, I think he challenged his team to be physical. And 
I think Bucky Hodges has a little bit more of a physical element to his game than a lot of people want to realize. And this is the classic guy where you got to look. His stats look phenomenal this year, but as you say, you soured on him. You look at those first two years that he played at Virginia Tech. Yep. And <laughs> no, look at him as a freshman, freshman right, and sophomore. You want to talk about a good compliment to Jesse James? You want to talk about a good compliment to Xavier Grumble? Because Jesse James is a try-hard run blocker. I'll put it this way. I think that, that Bucky Hodges coming into the NFL will be in a very have a very similar level of run blocking that Jesse James did whenever he came into the NFL. And that's nothing against Penn State, and that's nothing against, you know, Bill, fuck Bill O'Brien. But, you know, he really wasn't a great blocker. You could teach a guy to block. You can't teach a 265-pound man to run 4.55. And that's what you have with Bucky Hodges. You can't teach that arm length. And I understand that people will say, hey, he has these drops. But then you go back and you look at the drops, and, well, um, Evans from Virginia Tech this year was pretty terrible. And Bucky Hodges made some phenomenal grabs. And whenever he did make the phenomenal grab, again, it became a drop. When you reach behind you and get one hand on the ball, that's a drop. Bullshit. Um, There is no player that I have changed my mind on breaking down the last two weeks than Bucky Hodges from Virginia Tech. Because I was at a fifth or sixth-round prospect you know, after watching this year, and then you look more into it, yeah, this he should have been taken already. How about that? Well, I thought he, he was going to actually be taken where James Conner was taken for the Steelers. No, he, he tested at a crazy level, too. It's like, you know, you know me, I love they, you know, sure. to me, t- tight end and edge rusher are the two places where you really want to have a freak. And but so there's that. You also get a bad rap of just being an underwear Olympics guy, which is absolute horseshit, in which I'm the first person to point out Anytime someone tries to say, oh, you just look for the Underwear Olympics, I say, no, 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 no. Yeah. The Underwear Olympics supports the tape that he sees. So if you have good tape and you have good fucking uh, good athletic ability and good testing, then, well, you're a prospect. And if you're a prospect, we're going to consider drafting you. All right. Well, you know me. I'm on record as saying that, that I'll, I'll actually I'll go with you that Bucky Hodges might even be a better fit for what they want. Before we wrap this up, I'm going to ask you three quick questions. Okay. How shocked were you that Shaq Griffin went as early as he did? Uh, not, because people fall in love with that speed. And you hear, you see four, 4.3 anything, guy's going to go. Biggest surprise of a guy that's still up on the draft board for you? Biggest surprise? Um, oh, you know, I've been so focused on my guys. I, oh, hate, Tedrick, to, I, hate, I hate to put you on the spot. No, that's okay. It's this? okay. Tedrick Thompson is the guy that's the biggest surprise to me still up. Not bad. I wouldn't agree. One player that you think that the Steelers are – that you just hope the Steelers take. Oh, Brian. I don't want to hear Peter from Utah in the seventh round. Well, that's – I mean, okay. Peter's obvious, but um, Brian Allen, because he's the, he's the big corner that, you know, could be the Ike Taylor for them, you know, for – he could be a number one corner. He's the only guy left on the board – that I feel that way about. I feel there's some nice corners who could be like a two or a slot, but he's the Brian Allen's the remaining guy on the board that I like as a big corner. I'll answer the questions. I just direct you real quick. Bucky Hodges is probably my biggest surprise. That's mm-hmm. still left on the draft board. Um, Cause the defensive end from Villanova going in the beginning oh, of the yeah. third round. Yeah. That yeah. was shocking to me. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers can draft one player, it's left in this draft, and this is – I might get a, a little, little laugh out of this. But uh, I go back and forth. We don't need offensive linemen. We don't need defensive linemen that much. I would love 
to pick up a late nose tackle in the seventh round because I just don't like the progression of Mount McCullers. And I understand we can play other guys in that under role, but I would love to just get just a massive body eater. Late seventh round, Josh Augustus from Missouri, big Stevie from USC. This is completely unlike what I normally do. Okay, guys, sir. I got a name for you. Okay. Glenn Antoine. Antoine from Idaho, the Idaho Vandals. Yes. yes. If you want a nose tackle that can move, uh, that that is under the radar completely, that would be the guy, I think. Um, anyway, um, hey, I got a prediction for you, Steelers. Uh, you, you, I'll get. I'll ask you the question first. Which safety do they pick? This is the last question. They're going to pick which a safety. They, which one do they pick? If they pick a safety, what safety do they pick? Wow. Oh man, this is tough. I'm trying to think. Some of that's not gone. The guys I thought they really fell in love with are, are gone. Who who would you say? I'd say they well, they've shown an interest in Monte Nicholson, but I think they're going to pick Demarius Travis from Minnesota. That'd be my wouldn't guess. shock me. Myrick from Minnesota is still available. So, that was the guy I thought might take that Cam Sutton kick return or punt returner type role. But so, I know you want to wrap this up quick. I know that we could carry this on for four hours. We sure you for could. doing it, and <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we'll be doing a wrap up show in the week. Absolutely. Week Absolutely. Okay. Hey, man. Thank you for the the vast. Thank prediction. you for doing it, sir. Um, oh, uh, we just had a quick uh, last question. I, in a, inside linebackers left. Um, Jordan, what's the guy from uh, Oklahoma? What's his name? Jordan, uh, Taylor, not Taylor. Um, Evans. Jordan Evans. Jordan Evans. I think is his name. That's that's one that I like uh, as far as coverage inside linebackers. It's still on the board. That would be a nice pick. Um, but. And in uh, Javancy Jones, you know, the one that's been bandied about, he would fit there too. I think. He's yes, a good he football player. All right, my friend. Were, I bet you were shocked that Johnson from Boston College came off the board as early as he did. Absolutely, cannot. Yes, that's sir. what I'm. That's kind of why I was saying Tedrick Thompson because I think he's a better football player. Yeah. Anyway, okay, man. Thank, thank you, you so much. And by the way, thank you, Steelface, for uh, for chipping in there in the top and everybody who joined us on the show. Uh, this is your host, Bradshaw to Ben. We'll talk to you after the draft. Have a fun Saturday watching it. Talk to you guys soon. Go get them still. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.